Good evening. Hello, Adam. This is Dr. Stephen Ryan. I'm listening. Hello, Hello, Dr. Stephen Ryan. That's the first time I've heard you introduce yourself as uh, Dr. Stephen Ryan. Mm, There you go. How are you? Is that how you get all the ladies? I'll tell you how I get all the ladies. I get all the ladies by not saying daft things like mistaking Tullamore for Templemore in a pre-podcast chat that we were having. Okay, go on then, embarrass me. So, yeah, basically I was very disappointed because this is my week to edit this podcast, so I have uh, liberty to leave, decide what goes in, what comes out. And I was telling Adam about uh, a fake holiday I intend having in Tullamore, uh, to which he made the pun, uh, oh, so you're going to Lake Garda. Naturally, I asked Adam to explain why this was, why he would say such a thing. And he, like a fool, mistook Templemore for Tullamore. <laughs> Idiot. It's still a great joke. No. I mean, I'm standing by the joke. It's a very good joke. Ah, uh, no, Adam. No. Nah, feel superior all you want. F- famously, I'm not good at geography, given with my whole once a year, all of fucking Wexford gets mad at me because of a tweet I made saying something that is very reasonably Waterford is Waterford. Yeah, I think I think people, again, give context to that, Adam, because people may not be aware of your of your yeah. 15 minutes so, of fame. So I guess like 2017, I put out this tweet of a map of Ireland and, and the UK beside it. And I said, oh, doesn't Wales look like a man in a hat pointing suspiciously at Waterford? And and it does. And it, it, it went pretty viral. But a lot of the feedback I got was, that's not Waterford, you donkey, that's Wexford. And now every year, because of Facebook memories and stuff like that, and because loads of pages, uh, online Irish tourism pages and stuff, just screen cap it and share it as content. <laughs> and it is out your uh, Twitter and, handle. And my name. <laughs> yeah, the cunts. Um, I actually like when people I know will tag me in it and say, that's Adams, you fucking idiot, give him credit. Which is very nice because they don't need to do that, so it's considerate. Yeah, but it's um, a real dickhead move. It is, it is it is, a real dickhead move, especially like if you're tweeting something that's a picture with text in it, people already assume you didn't write that text yourself. So there's no reason not to, to, to put my name in it. But either way, anytime it comes out anywhere, um, I get dog's abuse. For not knowing where where Wexford is, and it. Uh, I mean, it is it is pointing at Wexford. I mean, it's not really pointing. Like you could make an argument that he's bypassing Wexford and pointing a little bit at Carlow. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going past Wexford, everything goes past Wexford. But um. But yeah, like I get that, but it's in the same ballpark. It's not like you said, fucking Donegal. Do you know what? Also. I assumed people outside of Ireland wouldn't know what Wexford is. I believe it's a Wexford. <laughs> it, but you know what I mean? Like Waterford has an airport and it's a big tourist city. So <laughs> I figured... Waterford, are, are, you, are you considering Waterford Airport as being... B- bigger than Wexford Airport, certainly, yeah. Waterford so I, I... Airport 
has no f- ha- for I'd say nearly the guts of a decade has had no flights out of it. Oh really? Yeah, absolutely nothing. And Wex Waterford got demoted from being a city to a town there a few years ago because they didn't want to give him uh, health care. Stinger on him. That's <laughs> for Waterford. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I feel terrible hard done by people just call me oh, every breed of fucking idiot under the sun for this. And I'm like, get over yourselves. Oh, did Adam's feelings get hurt? Not, no, my feelings didn't get hurt oh. because I still got all the... Uh, those those you know good good twitter impressions it's 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 in the millions like so i'm like uh, of all the things i could have said online this is the fucking thing people have clung on to yeah like what well, it was a an apt observation oh geez it really looks like a fell in the hand pointing at waterford mm, and i had never noticed it yeah but yeah that's my I, i've never been really good <laughs> and i'm at, very astute adam <laughs> Yes, dear. I'm yeah. I, I'm just not. Geography's not a, a strong suit for me. Mm. <laughs> you should have doubled down and said, "Oh, sorry, somebody in England is pointing at <laughs> Wexford." <laughs> I also believe one of the the um, comments that came off it was that. It was basically some some English person retweeting me saying, "Oh, this is why Ireland was should never have been given freedom because they don't know not anything about their country." Oh wow! Yeah. So what you're saying basically is that you've initiated anti-Irish imperialists. As if it's going to take much now. To be fair, first of all, it it is what it is. You've and given all, them fodder. Uh, Twitter, as I like to call it. You're so witty. Are you going to edit that one out? <laughs> um, no, I think I, I covered it nicely with that evil laugh. My lake out of pun was much better than that. So you t- mentioned your fake holiday. Yeah. Aren't you privileged being, able, uh, being allowed to leave the, con- the county? I was going to say the country yeah, yeah. there because that's my geography skill. I am going to leave the county for... The f- fair shores of Offaly. Okay. Why? Uh, well, I was kind of just going, I'm tired of sitting here in the same spot every day. And I thought a couple of days with just a different atmosphere might, might take the sting out of the week. Before I, I make a comment on this, I actually need to just make sure... We have listeners in Offaly before I give any opinion on it. Oh, we do. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, we've an awfully amount. We've an awful lot listeners. of. Them. We even have listeners in Tullamore. Great decision, Stephen. I really, I really commend you for going there. Yeah, I mean, seriously though, why Tullamore? Well, it was just, I mean, Tullamore or less. I had to make a decision. Oh fuck you! Like, I don't know. Like, is there anything to do in Tullamore? Are you going to go see the whiskey factory? No, I, like I, really and truly, I just wanted to not be sitting here. Right. So what I like, I, I honestly don't mind what's there. I just don't want to be sitting in my same chair again because it feels like, 
you know what it is? The weekends are a little bit spoiled for me at the minute. Okay. Because I'm looking forward to them too much. Right. So they go, I'm just going through them too quickly and I, I'm looking forward to the next one then. And it's, it's sort of bumming me out a little because, it's bumming me out a little because I think that I'm living for the weekend and I hate doing that. Because you want to be having the life of a princess having fun every day. Well, I just don't want to be resenting it. And the fact that I'm just sitting kind of here so consistently. Like, I don't know, you know me well enough. And in normal times, I go on holidays. A lot, yeah. A lot. Like, I'd I'd head away for a weekend at least, you know, once every month or once every two months. And I'd, I'd, I'd just be gone somewhere because... I like doing that and it sort of gives me something to look forward to. But in the absence of that, I kind of need to shake it up a little bit. And I'm, I am I don't mind spending the weekends here or whatever if, if I have something for doing. But I don't like the idea. Like I actually, and, and you'll laugh at this one, one of the places I was considering going on my holidays was to Limerick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just because just, just it's somewhere different and... There was a hotel that was cheap there too. But it's not anywhere different. You've like. But I could walk to Mickey Martin's, get a pint, walk home. Yeah. God, it's bizarre. But I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Like I was talking to, to, to friends about this just earlier on today, and maybe we spoke about it last week. Is just the fact that you you don't know how much longer this is going to go on now. It's becoming such a drain. You know, such as... And I blame Leo. I, I wish we could blame Leo, to be honest with you. We can. But if we, it's the if other If we try hard enough, we can. <laughs> so it, it's... I, I think, at least with Leo, his direction was a lot more clear. Like, my, my fucking... Michal Martin's message is as fucking transparent as Guinness, like... Yeah, I mean... That that whole I went to look it up today and I couldn't remember it either. Is it levels or phases? Levels. Or? Levels. Yeah, but even even I at mean, the highest level, schools are there's no shotting schools. Did you see what happened with the third level stuff? Go on. Oh, uh, students were ready, all ready to start back on Monday. Yes. And on Friday at four o'clock, an announcement was made. No, everything is going online. In third level, yeah. For the first two weeks, which. I mean, it, it, like, wouldn't you be so fed up? Oh, absolutely, a, yeah. Um, especially, I mean, the the big argument now is that the, the students have already paid for accommodation. I mean, there's even arguments online now that people are saying that maybe the reason why this announcement about, about college was left so close to, to day one of, of starting college is to keep landlord income afloat. Which is incredibly cynical and mean. It is cynical. I don't think it's quite accurate, but but I would say it's Christ, a factor. It it could have been done so much better. Yeah, it, I it's mean, just I mean, awful. It, it's it's just awful. It's it's lousy. It's it's very wrong on on people like that. That's that sixth year cohort have suffered so some amount. Yeah, and I feel so sorry for them. And I think of people i know in that age bracket and i just i feel awful for them i think it's an awful thing that's happening to them um and i really like i it, it does upset me a bit to 
to just think of that that pressure that is put on them. But at the same time, I I feel it. I, okay, I certainly feel it's the right thing to do. They just should have done it sooner. Like I I don't. I, I, to well, that's it. That's exactly it. It it should have been done sooner. It's not. They 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 did not need another curveball thrown at them. Certainly, as a generation, er, er, no, er, they er didn't. Err on the side of caution. Offer what you what you know you can provide, rather than what may be possible. That's what you need to offer. And if you can add something better to it, great. Yeah, but I think this is mostly a, a Dublin thing because I know in Limerick, uh, and you you probably have way better information on this than I do anyway, but. For each course at starting, they only would have three weeks per semester on campus anyway. So I know at least with UL, they didn't intend to have people there or have everyone there full time anyway. It was only the Dublin colleges. So UL students at least are more prepared for what's after happening than students anywhere else, certainly in Dublin. Yeah, that's that's true. I did hear of one person who was going to Sligo. And I think it was on Joe Duffy. I think this is some of this was teased out in Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe. Um, How are you? On. <laughs> I think more, some of this was more. teased out. Go on, sorry. But J- Joe was. Oh yeah, they paid for. They paid for a year of accommodation above in Sligo, and found out that they have classes for a week in November or something. Yeah. I mean that's just bollocks. You know, it's unfair on people. No, no, it, it's extremely unfair. And that's very empathetic of you to think that way of clearly how much hardship these people like leaving start is hard enough. All they've been through already. And now mm. going into college, they're not going to have an easy time with that either. Uh, especially when I know the first semester of college for a lot of people is, is almost a semester of just blowing off steam from the leaving cert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it, and I mean, it's lousy as well on the staff. Yeah, because the staff, uh, people lecturing, have, you know, been focusing on, they, you know, prep preparing for what they think what they were told would happen, and I also don't know where the unions are on all this because the unions, you just don't hear any input from them at all. Yeah. Well, what do you think a union stance should be? Well, I think the union stance should be, should have been initially to try, go, look, we'll work with this, but the interests of our members are the, is a priority and we're not going to risk their health by putting them in a classroom, ipso facto. Well, this that's a that's a big online. certainly a big talking point for secondary school teachers now at the moment is that the people are so terrified of teachers getting sick that even if a student is diagnosed with with COVID, they're only uh, stretching the testing or the you know the close contact thing for the three people within their pod. Uh, they're not even notifying teachers 
unless the families or the children notify them themselves, uh, mm. teachers aren't part of that close contact group if a kid gets COVID. Yeah, yeah. Which is fucked. No, it, it it's yeah, it's it's wonky. It's it's very wonky. I, yeah, it's it's there's a lot of problems there with that whole thing, and I hope it. Hope it gets I. I mean, you can't take stuff back now. You can't go back in time and fix it. But I hope there's a fucking some a lesson to be learned from all this. It's funny you should say that because I was really stuck for something to talk about today. So I thought, how did people deal with this, and what restrictions were put in during the the Spanish flu in Ireland in nineteen seventeen and nineteen eighteen? Well, it by all accounts. I, they didn't really have measures in place the way we do now. I wouldn't have expected so. I mean, communication would have been so... Like, I remember uh, my grandfather saying about some fella he he knew. And one time they went to Moneygall, which is on tip Offaly border. And they went to Moneygall. And for the rest of his life, he'd always kind of go, and do you remember that time we went to Moneygall? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he met Barack Obama. But it was, I, I thought it was a really, you know, it's a telling thing about uh, people just didn't move in the same way that people do now. No. So I mean, even in terms of spreading it as well, you know, if it got into a community, it'd be banjacks. But if, because communities were tighter knit, I'd imagine, back then. But if it, but it was harder for it to travel between communities because you'd have less movement well let me hit you with some parallels and some differences that i found first of all just some basic facts is overall infected figures as best they can estimate in the 12 month period in ireland are eight hundred thousand. of that eight hundred thousand, the death toll was twenty three thousand, which Mm. comes in at about 2.5 percent i think or Mm. 0.25 i'm not i'm not quite sure i think it's it's 2.5 2.5 so that like that really shocked me i thought that was a whole lot uh, but in the scheme in the grander scheme of things in terms of 50 to 100 million people killed by the spanish flu overall we were pretty on the lower end and i think it's exa- exactly that kind of thing you were talking about of our kind of provincialism we didn't travel we didn't you know we stayed in our own communities but mm. what i've found is that a lot of restrictions were handed down locally. There was no unified government response. It was almost like a federacy in that kind of way. It's just different counties made their own decisions. But some parallels came up. Like I saw one particular thing really struck me is the Castlebar Bacon Factory, which was only about a year old open at the time, was forced into into shutting down because all the workers in this meat factory got sick. That That for me was a, a particularly striking parallel yeah but so schools in some areas were shut but not in all areas and i know i'm I'm read here that in castle bar schools were shut down they shut down in november and didn't op- open up again until march in the following year which would have been 1919 but in dublin though schools were advised to close the principals and stuff were pretty slow to comply with it because the disease was seen as bad but not dangerous so mm. they were allowed to 
decide for themselves, which was nuts to me that like you've just got counties making these these decisions. But this was also before. Uh, but you have to you have to also think about it in the context of the time. I mean, you're only probably there 20 years after discovering washing your hands for surgery was a good idea. Yes. Uh, and the fact that Ireland wasn't a republic. So unified decisions probably wouldn't have been as important. But even at the beginning of the Republic, I mean, it didn't bring in a sort of a unified, centralised system initially in the sense that you would have had an awful lot of... I mean, you'd have had an awful lot of, um, I suppose, localised... Medicine would have largely been uh, localised rather than rather than a, a sort of a national yeah thing you know it, uh, like uh, i'd have to i'd have to go back and check now because i'm talking off the cuff i'm talking off the cuff but even in terms of i i'm not 100% sure what ministries existed in the first in in the early dolls nor i i'll hit, hit um, you with some more facts here um so in Cargoline or Cargoline, Nola, uh, during obviously we're talking about the, the Spanish uh, flu pandemic, not, not our current thing. No letters were delivered because the postman was confined to his room and they only had one postman, so there was no post in there for quite a while. Um, lots of policemen in Tipperary were laid up with the flu, so that was a pretty lawless area. And all over Ireland, the number of pris- prison wardens of, of sick went sky high so it's likely though there's no proof that prison escapes or an escape attempts shot up during the spanish flu pandemic and oh speaking of prison attempts today is the anniversary of the of the h block escape oh that's uh i think it's today i think it's today yeah that's a fun little historical fact that's why you're a doctor Stephen. Mm. i'm listening Dublin households were encouraged to wash their floors with disinfectant and flush the toilet with carbolic acid. Streets were pr- sprayed with fluids and trams and railways were scrubbed. So that's pretty much the same we've got going now. And in some areas like marts and meetings and, and election rallies and all these kind of things were called off. But no one was told the, the the idea of social distancing didn't exist. No one was told not to shake hands or not to hug or or to not see people. Mm. Uh, in Cork, theatres were shut down, and what this research article um, defines as a lunatic asylum, where we we would call something quite different now. Uh, all visitors there were banned except for the dying. Limerick ordered cinemas to close. Dances were cancelled in Formoy and in Tipperary GAA was called off as well, which really must have been a bit of a hit to the GAA mm. at the time, considering it was such an important cultural institution oh, as well course. as yeah, as yeah. well as just sport and some would say maybe a recruiting ground as well. So but everything that GAA meant was must have really, really taken a baden. Uh, Dublin doctors recommended lozenges containing formaldehyde and the Archbishop of Dublin advised... <laughs> so, just like Trump was advising everyone... What was it he was advising? The malaria drug. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's the same. Yes. Yeah, exactly. 
um, th- there's parallels all over because people people's reaction doesn't seem to change to, to a bad situation. The Archbishop of Dublin advised people that... Who's Archbishop at the time? I don't know, actually. Charles McQuaid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His advice to stay safe from danger was earnest prayer. And I found this great ad from a paper in Ballina that says prevention is better than the cure. Avoid influenza using. OK, I, I can't read that properly because it, it, the font is all over the place. But basically it's an ad for snuff. Uh, a good pinch sniffed up each orifice of the nose sweetens. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> Glad you said of the nose. Yeah. So basically this this ad is saying take snuff to stop getting the Spanish flu because putting snuff up your nose is going to clean it and it will keep you safe. Uh, we would never. How wise. What? How wise. We would never be allowed to make an ad like that these days because it's so unfounded and nuts. But there it is um, in a Ballina newspaper from 1918. Any other facts mm. that I've got? Large groups of people yet were told to avoid each other if they can. And there was even kind of local people just saying, oh, if there's a house on a road, walk on the other side of the road. So people were thinking about social uh, social distancing, but it was very much um, a, a, an instinctual thing, not a, not a directive we were given. A shortage of gravediggers in Dublin meant coffins were being stacked 18 high in the Union Hospital mortuary. And in Donegal, a priest took a corpse to a graveyard in a wheelbarrow because the basically everyone else was too sick to actually transport the body. Mm. So, not great. And the funerals in Donegal thing is still holding, holding strong. What's that? Well, this week, some of them went to a funeral and they all got uh, coronavirus. Um, But the most interesting thing I found is, well, not most interesting, but maybe if we're drawing parallels, the Spanish flu hit Ireland in three waves. Mm. So if, if that's anything to go by, we may expect another one. Adam, do you, have you do you like kombucha or kefir? Kombucha is a milky drink, isn't it? No, it's a kind of. I think I I don't know the difference, but it's a fermented tea. I think. Oh, I've never had it. Okay, well there you go. That's your that's your task for the next day. You're going to have some kombucha, and we talk about. What's the other thing you said? Kefir. What's that? It might also be fermented tea both of them are fermented and both of them are next to each other on the shelf and I don't know the difference fair enough uh, why are you telling me about them just wanted to oh like did you but did you have it oh I had it one day and I was kind of looking at it and going mm, I would like to maybe try try making some kefir or kombucha um, and see how that goes I mean go for it I'll give it but a yeah, try but I, I, I'm it's it's something new to me that I'm I'm kind of curious about. Fair enough. Uh, and I just wanted to know had you any input on that? Not not a bit. But I, 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 I generally it would never enter my head to buy something like that. 
Adam, you haven't been going for runs. Why haven't you been going for runs? Oh, I haven't. I just before I I I, I close off and talking about the Spanish flu. All this information came from the National Museum of Ireland's program called "The Enemy Within." It's a study of the Spanish flu in Ireland. I would totally recommend going looking it up because it's fascinating and it's also got a load of personal stories. It it was an exhibition mm. run in the National Museum last year, so they they had like an open call for people who have stories from the time to 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 submit and if you go not I, too many of them are out knocking around <laughs> it uh. no because they all died um the yeah so, so i think it's like ourheritage.org or ourheritage.ie and there's some really really cool uh personal stories and, and just interesting information on it yeah so i haven't been running much this week i've been absolutely shattered um, lazy bastard no I, I felt a bit sick the last couple of days but coronavirus probably see this is the thing there's also a cold going around at the moment and even though oh. a cold should make you even more vigilant um, it's also especially with schools there's lots of kids in schools at the moment who are getting colds and it's you've got that you know three day wait of, of test results to come back where the kids have to be home and that means the parents have to be home and it's really it's really fucking with people's heads but I don't I don't have any COVID symptoms but yeah so it was my birthday last week and I took the Friday off and the following Monday and Tuesday so I was in Kilkenny so I wasn't running then and when I came back I just I was so tired and kind of worn out that I didn't go out and run until yesterday and yesterday I went and did a 5k run and then later in the day I went out and I walked 15k and that was good but all the days preceding that I just I just couldn't bring myself to to run and, and get out there and do it because mm. I'm just I'm fed up you know we are enough like I'm not fed up of running I'm just fed up of everything <laughs> you know what is the meaning of life but there's no fucking meaning at the moment when your existence is just in one fucking room, do you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, Adam. Ah, uh, look, I, I, it's, it's, it's all in mindset. It was my mindset was the problem. Nothing else changed, you know. So what I have to do mm. is change that mindset again. But certainly this week I'll be back to the running and everything. But maybe because I wasn't running, you know, for a week, that contributed to why I was tired too. But I was just the energy was just so low and even in work i could barely concentrate and i was just zonked well there you have it aiden tea leaf lazy bastard yeah i mean evidently speaking of lazy bastard though if you're going to pin that on me you know what the you know that september is almost over now oh yeah well that's true how's your half marathon going Stephen? i'll do it i'll do it this week so what day are we at we're sunday now so friday right, is is the first no Thursday right, the first I'll do a fucking I'll do a big old run <laughs> I mean you can just say I can't do it I'm not going to you know no, I'll I'm do, not going to shoot I'll, you I'll do your precious run Adam well what's the half marathon 13 kilometers 26 20 21 21 kilometers 21 okay fuck yeah, I mean <sighs> if you can do it fair play to you but that's um, that's a slog of course Forcing me to run 21 kilometres when you wouldn't even get out and do it yourself. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's obviously what I'm thinking, but it wouldn't be a very good podcast if I were to just let you away with it. Anyway, yeah, no. It's all I'll, about I'll hypocrisy. And, I'll, I'll go out and I'll do, it won't be, it won't be glamorous, but I'll do it. <laughs> um, do, how long do you estimate it's going to take you? I reckon it will take me about three hours, two and a half to three hours, somewhere in there. Okay, I'm going to write that down and next week we can come back and say it. I feel like a real dick now, but... Yeah, you should. I didn't I didn't put this on you. You gave yourself the September 30th deadline. Anyway. Do you know what you could do? You could so, run back from Tullamore. What did you say? You could run back from Tullamore. Uh, Adam? Yes? Good night to you. A very good night to you. Um, right. I'll, I'll I'll fucking post something on the page during the week so about this fucking run prick fucking prick okay right I'll leave you off so Adam good luck good luck good luck good luck prick <laughs>